All right. Hi, everyone. It's Julia Sotis here. Welcome to Wednesdays with Julia. Um, I've actually taken the last few months off of my weekly radio show, and I really, really was starting to miss it. And so I thought, what the hell? Let's start it again. Um, what better time than to keep ourselves warm and cozy with hot chocolate and my radio show all winter long? And I'm I'm just really excited to to be embarking on a new journey. I feel like I'm a different person than I was. Um, I'm not sure how many months ago it was, about four months ago when I had, when I first did this radio show. And it's just, it was just such a dream. And I got to have such amazing conversations with facilitators every single week, every Wednesday. And uh, so I'm looking forward to doing that again. And also, um, I'm going to be facilitating some calls and some shows just with myself as tools come up um, and in the energy. Because <clears throat> um, there's a lot of things, a lot of things that I would, that I have created and had and seen and just like fun and new possibilities in the world that I, I'm accessing right now. And I just want to, as they come up, share them with you guys as they're current and fresh. Um, rather than maybe them being in a specific telecall or something like that. So, um, so, so welcome you guys. Thank you for being here tonight. Um, so today's topic, um, is choosing beyond the fear. And this topic is especially close to my heart right now because I've just, um, made a big, made two sort of big choices. I've made a big relationship choice, which um, scares the pants off of me, and I made a big choice to move across the country, um, which at the beginning scared the pants off of me. And both of those things have are um, are things I normally never would have done, and um, I just have contributed to my life in ways far beyond what anybody could logically imagine. And just um, the willingness to make choices bigger than what I normally would have allowed bigger things to show up than normally would have showed up otherwise. Um, and there's many, many choices, but, but those are two that really, really stick out for me. Um, so um, before we get started, um, is there any questions that you guys wanted to submit or ask um, on choosing beyond fear? No, okay, cool. I didn't think so. I guess it's kind of early in the conversation. They'll come up as we go. Um, but um, the first thing that I want to say is kind of a, I mean, th this radio show is an access consciousness radio show. And I know lots of my friends from high school tune into my radio show who maybe don't do access consciousness or, you know, lots of my, my family friends or <laughs> I've had old boyfriends listening to my show being like, hey, don't talk about me on your radio show. <laughs> um, so for those of you who just found this randomly and don't use the tools of access consciousness. Um, this, you can actually go to accessconsciousness.com and find out a wealth of information about what access consciousness is. Um, and uh, just read up on it. There's a lot of videos on YouTube. And I use the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement, which is an amazing, amazing tool. And this radio show is, is for anybody who wants to listen, but I go where I want to go. I listen to the energy. I go where the group wants to go. Um, so oftentimes they become incredibly advanced. <laughs> They're like advanced access classes, even though it's just sort of a weekly radio show. But it's not just a weekly radio show. Um, it's an energy. And there's been a certain thread that has been woven through through this radio show over the past, I guess it's been a year and a half since I started the show originally. 
wow, holy shit, I've had a, that's crazy, that's kind of funny, okay, cool, so, so, yeah, and there's been a certain energy with this radio show, and we have a lot of, you know, really loyal, well, we, me, and my guests, I have a lot of really loyal listeners, and I'm really grateful for that, and, um, and, and it's just, look at, look at this show as actually a class of its own, and, you know, tune in every, every Wednesday or listen to the recordings and just to ask yourself, like, if I was choosing from this show, you know, what could I get out of it? Don't just go, oh, well, you know, it's just a show. It's like, this is actually a place where I'm giving you guys, um, you know, a free venue to ask questions and participate and create more consciousness for yourself. Um, it's not just something to just listen to haphazardly. It's like, this is, I really like for this show to be a really active, um, engaging um, venue for more consciousness for everyone. Um, so, so with choosing beyond the fear, I guess the first thing that I, that I wanted to say about this, um, this evening is that fear is really a distractor implant. And a distractor implant is something that we use to distract ourselves from living the life we actually desire. And um, when we ask, you know, what do I truly desire and start choosing based on that, we actually create an entirely different reality um, that's beyond what we would have normally imagined. Like for myself personally, I always pictured, I always had this affinity with, with with nautical worlds, with nautical energies. And, uh, you know, watching movies where people lived on beach houses and, and just the ocean and, and the way that the, the nature and the ocean and the sand all communicated and, and just the, the energies of like lighthouses and sailors and the, you know, anchors and all of those sorts of things just excites the shit out of me. And, and so I've always sort of had that energy. And then I started asking, what do I truly desire? And I got, it's like when you ask this question and you don't answer it, it actually pulls you to the things you truly desire. And so now I um, have sort of been staying between two homes quite a bit lately. Um, I lived in the middle of Canada, in the middle of farming prairie town. And then I got an amazing apartment in Vancouver in, in Coal Harbor, right in the harbor with all the yachts and the nature and the beaches and the sand and the ocean. And then I've also been spending a lot of time in South Carolina, um, which is like the notebook and it's all lighthouses and um, weeping willowing oaks and beach houses and, and just the magical energies that I've been looking for. And it, it might be something totally different for you. Like, I know people who are interested in, like, Japanese art and anime, and I'm, I could not be less interested in that kind of thing. But it's like, for them, that's what they truly desire. There's all these different energies. For some people, it's like, like um, you know, fairy tales and romance. Um, for some people, it's cooking. And, and, and it's like when if we actually all chose the energies that we truly desired, everybody would be thriving. And I know that there is a world possible where everybody's choosing for them and everybody's thriving and everybody's thriving creates more to everybody else thriving. And it becomes this mushrooming effect 
right now we're sort of in this area where it's like the what's mushrooming is devastation because um, unconsciousness is a valuable product on this earth and that unconsciousness creates lack and poverty and war and just general unhappiness and and incongruent energy I mean in so an incongruent energy is when like so let's say that the nautical thing that theme that energy that just thrilled me to wake up on the beach in the morning um it's incongruent with my being with who i be and for somebody else but it's like if i was if i had to prove to myself that that the only way i could get by and live a good life is to become a banker on wall street that would actually have very little to do with my being and would be not very congruent with me energetically so most people are living in lives that are incongruent energetically they don't match and when things match there's something really beautiful and magical about it so everything you've done to live an um an incongruent a life that's incongruent to your being to create against your being rather than with and for your being will you destroy and uncreate that times a godzillion can i get a hell yeah Everybody's muted. So the first thing that is, times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine, pod and pox, shorts, boys, and beyond. Awesome. Um, so, so yeah, so when you ask the question, what do I truly desire, it will lead you into a different life than what you would have controlled yourself into if you would have imagined it first and tried to create it from that. I had these energies, but I didn't imagine or picture things. And I certainly didn't picture how they would show up. And they have come to me in the weirdest, wildest, most amazing ways that I could have imagined. Um, and then getting back to our title, the title of today's show, it's like choosing beyond the fear. Oh, God. When you're actually choosing what works for you, there will be shit storms oftentimes that will come up before you, right before you get there, right before you make that choice and right after you make that choice. Because, because we live in a world where unconsciousness is the most valuable product, where, um, I, I, devastation is a bit of a judgment, but just where we're, we're living in a world that's not energetically congruent. If that's what's valuable, then, um, choosing for you just doesn't, it, it's, it, it's like when, when we're living in a world where it is incongruent and unconscious and we're choosing out of that into a life that is conscious, every single piece of unconsciousness, incongruency, unkindness, lack, poverty, everything that can possibly come up to stop you will come up to stop you before you choose beyond it okay so that's why today's show is called choosing beyond the fear because fear isn't real it's actually just a part of the hamster wheel that you use to stay put what's it called in science inertia where you're not moving it's like if even if you looked at this scientifically, it's like those who choose consciousness are very, very, very brave because it's sort of like getting um, getting an engine chugging. It's like you have to your velocity will speed up the more and more you choose. So at first it's really, really slow. And the more choices you make, the faster things get over time. 
And that's why for certain people who have been choosing and choosing and choosing and choosing beyond the fear for a long time, they're just, they, they're, it gets faster and faster and faster as they go because the, the resistance, um, the resistance to having what they desire and the resistance to the fear or the things that come up, you become more able to slap it away easier and faster. Um, And you realize that it is actually just an interesting point of view. So everything that is times a godzillion everywhere, it's not an interesting point of view to choose beyond your financial situation, to choose beyond your relationship, to choose beyond your family, to choose beyond all of these things that are really just excuses. Will you destroy and uncreate at all times a godzillion? Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine, pot and pox, shorts, boys and beyond. And who are you beyond the fear that you don't want to know you are? And everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine, pod, pox, shorts, boys and beyond. Yeah. So... It's like you want to look at it this way. It's like if you were actually choosing the life you desire, who would you lose that you're not willing to lose? And everything that is times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. And if you were choosing beyond the fear, who would you be that you're not willing to be? And everything that is times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Everything that is times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, box, shorts, boys, and beyond. Okay, cool. So it's like, Fear really is just a lie. It's really just an excuse. And so everything you've done to make it more than an excuse, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, pox, shorts, boys, and beyond. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So... Um, that's a question that I live by, and I've been giving this to all of the classes that I've been facilitating recently. It keeps coming up in the energy because it's just so relevant, and it's brought me personally so much in my life, is the question of what do I truly desire? And ask it all day, every day. You know? And, and things will show up in very strange and different ways than you imagined otherwise. Um, like the, the the man that I'm dating now, I was asking for really, really fun friends, like people who totally could receive me, were totally willing to go as far into consciousness as me, um, totally had my back and were like just oodles of fun. And I kept asking the universe for that. And I, I wasn't um, vested in how it showed up. So the man I'm dating has three kids and they are the funnest, craziest, most insane, intelligent, aware 
beings I have ever met in my life. And we play all day long and have so much fun. I never in a million years would have guessed that that's where it came from. I pictured like having a group of like three girlfriends, you know, sitting around having martinis or something like that. But this is actually greater than what I could have ever, you know, controlled into existence or decided or concluded would be the best thing. It's like the universe always has something greater for you than what you can imagine in your mind. That doesn't mean that you don't get the original energy or the choice, but it was like, what would it take to have like really, really incredible, expansive friends? And um, like for me with, the, with Sing, it's like, what would it take to be by the water to have that like rich, beachy, light, soft, nurturing of the ocean and, and that nautical sort of, you know, Cape Cod um, experience? And, and like, what would that be for you? Um, and I have an exercise that I give people a lot. And the exercise is um, what five things do you desire that you don't even know you desire? And to keep asking that over and over and over again. So what five things do you guys desire that you don't even know you desire yet? And it might take a while to get this. Um, I know that um, Shannon O'Hara tells the story that she was trying to get her financial reality and her relationship reality and all these realities. And some of them she could get awareness to right away. And some of them she had to ask for months before she became aware of what they were because we hide these things from ourselves. We make ourselves we, we make ourselves stupid and unaware to these things. So everywhere you've hidden your deepest desires in the deepest crevices of your soul, of your being, of your consciousness, everywhere you've made them unconscious, will you destroy and uncreate it all, times a godzillion. Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine, pock and pod, shorts, boys, and beyond. So and we can, let's do this exercise. And, and uh, for those of you on the line, if you want to, you know, pipe up with your awareness, that would be awesome. And um, if not, that's okay, too. Um, but for you guys, what is, what, the, like, what, fear is just such a lie. It's like, what, fear is just an excuse. So fear isn't even real. So you can't even pock and pod fear. You can't go, all the fear that I have, I destroy and uncreate it all. Because it's actually just an illusion. There's nothing even there to pock and pod. You actually have to pock and pod what's underneath the fear. So it's like, what would be underneath the fear would be like excuse. Or what would be underneath the fear would be unwillingness. Um, I was just going through the, doing the money workbook class with my money workbook group. And my favorite line in the money workbook is, you are unwilling to take up the challenge of who you truly are. So another thing that can be underneath the fear is unwillingness. So 
What stupidity are you using to create the unwillingness you are choosing? And everything that is times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine pock and pod shorts, boys and beyonds. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. All right. And, <laughs> um, oh, okay, so let's do that again. So what stupidity are you using to create the unwillingness you are choosing? And everything that is, times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine pod proc shorts, boys and beyond. And the point is, like, it really is just a choice. Like, when when Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, says, he says, well, it's just a choice. You can't pock and pod that. Everything's just a choice. And so, unwillingness is the excuses to not choose. But it really, really is just a choice. So what stupidity are you using to avoid the gift of choice you could be choosing? And everything that is, times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Yeah. Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine pock and pod shorts, boys and beyond. And it's like... I mean, and people have all these sorts of things, you know, the fear of embarrassment, the fear of being judged. Those are all just excuses for an unwillingness to choose. None of it's real. And for those of us who are crazy enough to be choosing some form of consciousness, you know, to be on Wednesdays with Julia radio show, it's like we actually have a different choice than other people. We actually have in front of us basically a choice rather than total autopilot. Most people are totally functioning from autopilot. I went to a school assembly today um, with Anthony and his kids, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm like, these people are actually dead because most of my days are spent with people who do consciousness or, you know, I work with people and, and everybody has some form of willingness to create a different reality for the most part. Oh, this school assembly blew me away. I'm like, boy, I have been in a lofty heaven. I think I forgot how unconscious most people are. <laughs> but it's like, it's a total autopilot. It's a, it's like this place of expectation is the only thing people create their lives from what their what their spouse expects of them, what their financial situation expects of them. I mean, how much of financial difficulty you created is just a way to make sure that you go on autopilot and create based on fixing that rather than just choice. Wow. So everything that is times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Do right I have a question? Yeah, absolutely, Joanne. One sec. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine pod pock shorts, boys and beyond. Hi, Joanne. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm great. Great to have you on the line. Um, I just wondered if you could expand on the walking dead in our, on our planet right now. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's like, I think they've always been here, um, um, you know, for four trillion years, have you? And um, it's like, 
The Walking Dead, it's like how much have you yourself, Joanne, um, pretended, it's almost like playing dead. And this doesn't just go for Joanne. It's like how much have all of you been playing dead as a way to protect yourself from the discomfort of choice. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so everything that is, times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Yes. I actually used Wait, to play that game when I was a kid. Did you? <laughs> play possum. Did you? Yeah. I yeah. love it. Okay, so right, wrong, Got me out of a lot of situations. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the thing is, it's like, it has value. You know what I mean? Like, it's not wrong to want to be unconscious or to play dead or to pretend that you're dead like everybody else. It's like, up until this point in our lives, that has really worked. Um, it's like, I have a friend who is running an access business and she, um, has sort of just come to this awareness that everything she's done in her life, she's done from force. Everything has been forced. And now with her access business, it's not working very well. Like certain things are just not coming together because she's doing it from force. But the thing is her using force her whole life has actually got her really far. Like it pushed out the haters. It pushed out the people who told her she couldn't. And she had a lot of people like that in her life. Um, And it just forced her, her constantly forcing herself um, has brought her to this incredible space of choice that she's at now. Like she is able to choose and create and do a lot of things that other people can't. But now it's like there's this switch that goes off in people. When you're choosing unconsciousness, certain things actually work and serve you better. Like, it's not a judgeable thing. Force or playing dead is not a wrongness. It's absolutely not. It's just, it's after you go from choosing unconsciousness to choosing consciousness, it's no longer going to work. And that's the only thing. It's like, as a kid, playing dead got you out of a lot of stuff. For my friend, doing force got her really, really far when a lot of people were trying to drag her back. Now that she's choosing consciousness, People are still trying to drag her back, but she has better tools. And so the tool of force or the tool of playing dead isn't the best tool anymore. And once you have better tools available, the ones that aren't the best won't work as well. They'll start to become rusty because the universe has your back and the universe is saying, hey, instead of force, there's this easier option. Hey, instead of pretending that you're dead, there's this easier option of being alive and receiving all the judgment from people who think you're batshit crazy because you're so alive. It's like now, Joanne, like, like you have the ability to receive judgment. You have the choice. Whereas before, maybe you didn't. Like maybe the only way you would have gotten to this point in your life is to close down, be dead, and pretend that you're not as alive as you are. Now you have the ability to receive whatever judgment will come your way if you, um, you know, show that you're happy, alive, wild, and well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So everything that is, can, for all of you, can we destroy and uncreate at all times a godzillion? Yes. 
Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine pod pod shorts, boys and yeah. So what else is coming up there, Joanne? How's that sitting in your well, world? Well, I'm just wondering, so your friend is, is creating rather than controlling now? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so she's, well, I mean, it's a process, right? Um, yeah. I was I was listening to a call that Gary did, and he he um he posed this question. He said, what would it take for all effort to cease? So, and I wrote it in my notebook because I was like, damn, that's a good question. <laughs> because everything that we've built on our life is through effort. Mm-hmm. And maybe, Joanne, even for you, one of the places where you didn't have to do effort and force is when you had the choice to play dead. So it was another place it served you. Like that's actually a brilliance. It's not a wrongness. Yeah. Um. So, so it's like, but most of what we do in this reality is done by force. As a student, I would have panic attacks on my dorm room floor. I put my face to the ground and breathe really shallow and try to take as deep a breath as I could. I have these panic attacks because I knew I had an essay due the next day. Mm. And the only thing that would be enough force and effort to get me to do it because I was in so much resistance was like the force of this is due in two hours and you'll get a zero. You might as well write something and I'd still (laughs) get an A plus. (laughs) So it's like I, because I knew that I didn't want to work on it for days, that it wasn't fun for me to work on it for days, but I believed I had to. I had to create a ton of force and a ton of effort, but then resist that force and effort by having panic attacks so that in the end, I proved to myself I wasn't working as hard because I could still get it done in two hours and get an A+, plus. but I spent all my time having panic attacks. <laughs> so, How creative are so, you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now it's just time for us to use it for ourselves rather than against. So how much are you, for everyone on the on the call right now, how much are you working against yourself? And everything that is times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine, pod and pox, shorts, boys, and beyond. Cool. So um, did you have any more questions on that, Joanne? You were asking something about my friend, and I don't know if I fully answered it. No, it was just, no, you did answer it, that it's, uh, it's and that's what I'm finding, too. It's much easier. Um, yeah. I've given up control. And, um, yeah. Yeah, just, it, like, life is much easier than yeah. for, forcing Absolutely. myself to do everything, you know. Yeah. And to be everything yeah. to everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, not much fun. No, it's not much fun. <laughs> and and that's another thing. It's like a lot of people, after they've been doing access for a little bit, um, they lose enough judgment and force to where they can't make themselves do anything. And they just want to sit there and watch TV all day. And that's the space. It's kind of like the in-between zone between choosing based on autopilot projections, the judgments you have of yourself, the judgments you place on yourself, and choosing from just choice because you have no judgment of yourself. It's just choice. And in this reality, the better you are at 
forcing yourself to do things, the more you can get done, the more productive you are, the better of a person you are, you know, usually the more money you have, you know, like a lawyer who, you know, forces himself through law school and pulls late nighters and, you know, doesn't, you know, and then is working, you know, 24 hours a day. It's like that, that type of force is actually considered a greatness in this reality. And it, and it is in a sense. It's just that there's a bigger greatness that's possible. That's much easier on us. That's much easier on our body. That's much easier on our being. That's just a softer, kinder, greater possibility that's more energetically congruent with who we truly be. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys sort of three takeaways from this radio show. The first one is to ask, what do I truly desire? And never answer it. The second one is to ask, what would it take for all effort to cease? And never answer it. What do I truly desire? What would it take for all effort to cease? What was the third? It's totally escaped me now. My ADD mind is gone. Um, wow, I truly have no idea what that was. What would it take for it to come back? <laughs> um, but start with those two and just keep asking, what would it take? Um, wow, I almost had it. Um, so, so yeah, so if you were truly creating your life based on your desires rather than your expectations of yourself, how much easier would your life be and how far would you be beyond this reality? It's actually inconceivable for you to have that easy of a life. And this whole concept of inconceivable is really quite fascinating. Um, it just came up in the seven day in Costa Rica that Gary Douglas facilitated. And the concept of inconceivable is that when you're actually congruent with your being, because this world is so energetically incongruent, and because you have to do force and effort to make really anything happen in this reality, it's actually inconceivable to people when you're choosing based on lightness, happiness, abundance, joy, whatever. If your life actually totally works in all areas, that's totally inconceivable. So what would it take for you to have an inconceivable world? What would it take for you to create a reality that's inconceivable? And most things that are inconceivable are judged strongly. Okay. Um, so, like, what have you done? And it's like, it's kind of like when you're rebelling. Like, what have you done that's rebellious, that actually worked for you? You know, like, did you get a divorce? You know, did you have a, you know, go on a really crazy trip? Did you, like, did you actually just like money and not worry about money rather than worrying about money all the time? That's inconceivable to most people because they would call that lack of worrying being irresponsible. I'm dating a man twice my age. That gets the shit judged out of it. It's totally inconceivable what we contribute to each other, though. So it's like, what have you chosen 
that actually works for you, that's totally inconceivable. And everything that doesn't allow you to choose to acknowledge that and choose more of it, will you destroy and uncreate it all times a godzillion? Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine pock and pod shorts, boys and beyond. So what would it take for you to be the rebel that you truly be? And what would it take for you to not give two shits would anybody thought, but not from resistance of like, I don't give a fuck, more from like the space of like, hmm, what actually works for me here? Is it the projection, the expectation this person has, or is what works for me what works for me? Hey, Julia. Hey, Celia, how are you? Fabulous, how are you? Nice to see you on the line. I'm great, thank you. Yeah, so I just couldn't resist, you know, talking to you when you were in South Carolina. And <laughs> I think a lot about fear because I've passed through a lot of it. And I yeah. use this little acronym in my head that maybe or maybe not you have heard of. And it's false expectations appearing real. Ah, I love it. I thought you might. So I just wanted I to share. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> false expectations appearing real. Did you come up with that yourself? Oh, no, I heard that on um, on a radio show one day. Okay. Oh, that's fantastic. So um, let's do a clearing on it. Okay. So all of the false expectations you have made real, will you all destroy and uncreate them? Times a godzillion. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine pod, pox, shorts, boys, and beyond. Cool. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, it's like... Like, what is an expectation? Like, the most detrimental energy in the world is expectation. If you don't expect anything from anyone, every single thing that they do, every single thing that they are will excite you and surprise you. Expectation kills. But it is basically the foundation, the building block of this reality. So... All the expectations you've placed on yourself, will you destroy and uncreate them all? Right, wrong, good and bad, all nine, pock and pod, shorts, boys, and beyond. And all the expectations you have of your friends, will you destroy and uncreate them all? Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine, pod, pock, shorts, boys, and beyond. I just muted you there, Celia. Your line went a little wiry. Um... And all of the expectations you have of your spouse or your lover, will you destroy and uncreate them all times a godzillion? Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine puck and pod shorts, boys and beyond. And all the expectations you have of your parents, will you destroy and uncreate them all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine pod puck shorts, boys and beyond. So, and ponder this for a second. Ponder this question. So what do you expect of yourself that if you didn't expect it of yourself would give you all of you? And everything that is, times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, pock, shorts, boys, and beyond. 
And what else do you expect of yourself that if you didn't expect it of yourself would allow you to create everything you've desired your whole life? And everything that doesn't allow that, times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, pox, short, so on. Joanne, you had a question? Yes, I do. How would you relate that to children in school that uh, have teachers that expect straight A's or parents or um, and the same with right. uh, sports and stuff like that? How would you um, talk to a child, for example? Well... You could actually teach them the clearing statement. Um, just ask them to destroy and uncreate all of the projections and expectations placed on them. Okay. You could teach them that tool and then just to pock and plot it because um, it's like if expectation or projection isn't in a kid's world, if they don't have, well, for any of us, but if, if we don't have a point of view about it in ourselves, other people can't project it at us. It's only where we put up walls can people come at us. So it's like if I had no expectation of myself, nobody would expect anything from me. And truly, the less expectation I do have of myself, the more nobody really expects much of me at all. I'm not really solid enough to be expected of. So it's like you want to teach that kid to not be solid enough to be expected of. It doesn't mean that they don't deliver. It doesn't mean that they don't keep commitments. It doesn't mean that they don't hand an assignment. It's about an energy. It's like, and, and I mean, kids have so much projected at them. We all do. But kids like about, you know, being good in school and how you're mm -hmm. supposed to be. And you're supposed to win all these awards. I was at awards day today. Um and it's like the level of projection is crazy. And I mean, most parents and teachers are just trying to get these kids to become what they themselves couldn't. They're just trying to fill up their holes by trying to make the kids fill the holes. So anywhere you have tried to spend your life filling other people's holes, people who didn't want their holes filled, Will you destroy and uncreate at all times a godzillion? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, all nine, pock and pod, shorts, boys and beyond. that help, Joanne? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of, like, kids in grade one. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, um, yeah, I'm thinking of a little boy that is on medication for for ADD and... Just just a bunch of stuff. He's on like about. He's not sleeping at night. And he's on melatonin and Prozac and a whole lot of stuff. Um, wow, grade one on Prozac. Mm. Um, well, would he get it if you taught him about the clearing statement? Well, yeah, I just met him here a couple of weeks ago, so I'm just uh, yeah, I've only seen him twice. So I'm just wondering, you know. Have you read his bars? Uh, just the uh, kindness, gratitude, and peace and calm. Would you be able to run a whole? He's set of very antsy. Like he doesn't, he doesn't mm -hmm. sit still long. He's, he's right. scattered all over the place. You know. Does he have any kind of autism? I think so. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, slight. Maybe a little bit. So, so you work with him? Yeah, we'll be. Okay. Well, I mean. 
You can teach him the clearing statement eventually after you've worked with him, I guess, for a bit. But it's like the thing, like with somebody like that, it's like what well, you want to do is that, you know, yeah. that, that, yeah, you, that they, you know, I don't think is understood, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing is you understand it. And mm-hmm. just you being that in his world, you being there and getting him, like nobody's ever seen this kid in his life. I guarantee it. He's just been, you know, a project, a product of other people's re- rejections, projections, whatever. It's like, I probably, I mean, most people never get seen truly their whole life. You can see Joanne and you can see him. So just you being in his presence and seeing him will change, can change the whole projection of his future. Sometimes kids, they look at me like really funny and wide-eyed for like ever and ever and ever. Because they can see that I can see them. And I, um... I, if, if there or if there's like a baby crying on an airplane, I destroy and uncreate everything that allows a child to feel unseen and unacknowledged. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pop, pop, shorts, boys, and beyond. You could just run that on him from a distance. That's a good one. Yeah, because most children, I mean, you see that, like you know, most people are unseen and unacknowledged. So how are they supposed to truly see their child? They can't. It's not a wrongness. They just can't. Yeah. Nobody's ever seen them. They don't know the energy of being seen. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Thank so you. I would just pock and pod. Yeah, you're very welcome. I would just pock and pod anywhere that the child hasn't been seen or acknowledged. And mm-hmm. just be yourself around him. Just be funny and, and yeah. cool and, yeah. and be you. And yeah. that will change his life. Yeah. I've heard many, many success stories about people working with autistic children, children with ADD. I mean, there's miracle stories of just seeing them, playing with them, being yourself around them. Uh, Melissa, you have your hand up? Yeah. <clears throat> hi, Julia. Hi. So, hi. So I, um, in our office, um, we live in Canada, we actually work with a lot of kids with autism and ADHD. And one of the most fun things to do is to get them to work on us. And then they have a heyday. <laughs> so oh. that sounds like fun. Like, ask him to run your bars. That's oh. an awesome idea. Cool. I love it. Yeah, they love it, too. And and I've worked in schools with a lot of kids, too. And one of um, the fun things that can switch a lot of energy with them is to do everything is the opposite of what it appears to be and nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. They think it's hilarious. And they just, like, run it and things change for them. Hmm. Awesome. So there's a lot of tools, and they, kids love the tools. My daughter is like seven and a half, and she loves the tools. She just plays with them all the time. So they think they're a riot. They love to know that they can do magic. So how many <laughs> how many magical things can they they pull off in like five minutes? Totally. Yeah, and that's exactly the energy of what I was just talking about. Is like you seeing him. And you acknowledging that you're magic, Joanne, and seeing him yeah. lets him know that he is magic. And yeah, you can even like like Melissa's saying, it's such an awesome idea to tell them that they're magic and let them practice it. Oh yeah, he, he does practice. I think. <laughs> cool. He show me some stuff. I've only seen him twice, but yeah. But the thing is, then he kind of scares himself. He watches these scary, uh, imaginary 
things on TV, and then he, you know, at night he wakes up because he thinks that, you know, he he, he scares himself with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And Joanne, anywhere you're personally trying to save this kid, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Yes. <laughs> right and wrong, good and bad, all nine pock and pod shorts, boys and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. This kid came in. He had a choice before he came in. He chose to take on his body. He chose to take on his parents. He chose to live where he lives. He chose it all himself. You know, it's, you don't yeah. have to save him from himself. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, actually, we are, we've gone about uh, five minutes over uh, doing 45-minute segments um, for the show now. Um, so, uh, yeah, do you guys have any further final questions before we go? That was a really cool call. It went to places I didn't think it would go. Nope. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, so thanks for being on today. This is um, fun. And also, I just wanted to let you guys know um, that I am doing um, a, a telecall that I'm really looking forward to. Um, it doesn't start till January, but it's called Tomorrowland. And it's about looking at all the energies that you have desired your whole life, the ones you've kept secret from yourself, and getting really, really familiar with them as energies in your life and creating them now and in your future. So um, I just wanted to let you guys know that I have that uh, telecall coming up, uh, Tomorrowland. It'll be a three-part series, and I would love to have you guys come play. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So until (laughs) next Wednesday, um, thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Lots of love, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, Julia. Bye. You're welcome.